Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble World Podcast, episode 128. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here for more. <laughs> Get it? Roger Moore. Uh, James oh, James Bond. Uh, we're going to be talking about For Your Eyes Only and Octopussy. Yeah, you heard right. It's called Octopussy. Um, but before we get into that, Andy, what you what have you been playing, doing, watching? What are you doing all week? I watched a bunch of movies, and uh, I watched some more. It's always sunny. Who cares? Uh, I watched a movie called Insidious. I hated it, and um, I rewatched A Clockwork Orange. I loved it, and I watched three movies, all directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, the guy who directed Parasite. He directed Snowpiercer, which a lot of people are always surprised to learn. Yeah, that movie's pretty fun. Have either of you seen it? Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. John Hurt. Yeah, it's 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 a good movie. Um, and then I also watched Barking Dogs Never Bite, which was either his first movie or like his second movie. I it pains me to say it, but like I didn't care for it too much. It's got it's got some stuff in it that I like. I don't think translates well into American sensibilities. I'll kind of leave it at that. Parts of it are funny. Like I did laugh out loud during it. It's just eh, two hours. I was like, eh. but then I watched mother, which is a movie he made in like 2009 or something. And not to be confused with, there was another movie called mother that Darren Aronofsky made that came out here in the United States recently. But I imagine there's like 30 movies that are just called mother. So I, I guess I'll let it slide. Mother's awesome. That movie's great. It's like a crime kind of thing, but it's like, uh, th- th- this this mother has a son. He's a little slow, you know, maybe like an extra chromosome or something. But he's like kind of means well, but he's not, you know, he's not all there. And he gets accused of a murder, and they basically just like open and shut it. They just have him sign a confession, even though he's like mentally disabled and there's not a lawyer present. So the mother starts investigating the crime, and it's about that because she's she's not like a cop or anything, obviously. She's just like an, a, a a somewhat old lady investigating this murder, and it's it's a really cool movie. And there's a twist in it that should be obvious, but it is like so gobsmockingly out of left field. It's great. I really liked that one. So I highly recommend Mother. Snowpiercer's pretty cool. Barking dogs never bite. You can probably skip. Sweet, Zach. What about you? Actually, hold on, hold on. Before we get into Zach, you said Insidious sucked. Uh, that the first, if I'm correct, I heard the first one was good. Were you just too scared to hate it, or I it, it had it had some elements that I didn't hate. Like I was entertained, I guess, but it's just I don't know. So much of it, I was just like, uh, I, it's it's not my kind of movie. I'm not the target audience for it. Like I might as well have watched a a, a Thomas the Tank Engine movie for for as far as me being the audience for it. I rather watch. it was it was competent. I'm not saying it's like a, a hilariously bad movie. It's just I personally didn't care for it. My rating would be low. So you know, take that for whatever. Well, thanks yeah. for asking that question because I was going to ask the same thing. Because when I watched it, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when he said that, I was like, "Huh?" Because everybody I know like likes it. Even my brother, he's not a big horror fan. Uh, a lot, person. a lot of people point to that movie as kind of being the start of American horror movies getting good again. Hmm. It, it goes downhill with the sequel, so... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first one had, like, I don't know, like, 8 out of 10 or something on Amazon, and then the second one was, like, 5 out of 10. I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. It, it's one of those things where you're just like... I don't think they were, uh, were thinking that this movie's gonna be good, and then it struck gold, and then they tried to milk it, and then people were just like, fuck you. Because, like, horror movies... 
back then you could milk it. I think modern times is kind of hard to milk a besides saw. I think saw is the only one. If you call that a horror movie, um, mm. that they milk the shit out of it and paranormal activity, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, uh, yeah, it definitely, I, I can't even imagine a sequel doing good. I, I have no interest in seeing the sequel, obviously, but, uh, it, it's a, it's a neat plot and everything. I, I don't see myself watching it again. Again, it's just personal. That's all. Zach, what about you? Um, I played some more Star Wars Squadrons, just a little bit though. Um, what else did I play? I played Mortal Kombat, kind of gearing up for that new uh, um, new characters coming out. Oh yeah, Rambo's coming. They're, yeah, they came out today. It's Rambo, Melina, and Rain. I saw a funny. I hope I didn't say this on the show already, but I saw a funny take on that. It's like Mortal Kombat is turning into Smash Brothers, but your dad is choosing all the characters. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um what uh geez what else did i do um uh i started watching some of the witcher show oh it's a good show um, oh yeah it's yeah it's pretty good so far i like it like I, my thing is i don't have any real exposure to the series at all mm-hmm. like i know about it because everybody else knows about it and i get exposed to like exposed to it that way just from people talking about the games or the books or whatever um, but I, I've yet to play a game and I've yet to read a book. The the show exists independent of them, right? Or is it actually in the same continuity? Um, it supposedly takes things from both the books and the games. Yeah, it's a combo. Yeah. It's it's kind of its own thing, I guess. Is what okay. you're saying is right. Um, but I was gonna get around to doing something with it eventually. It just you know, the show came up, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. Um. And then, yeah, these uh, Bond movies, of course. I've been re-watching some of them with a couple of my friends. We're kind of doing like a thing where we watch them every several weeks or something. We watch a couple of the really old ones. Bond thing. Yeah. Uh, my question to you is, Squadron, is, is there, there's a story mode, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you been playing the story, or you just go yeah, straight to yeah. No, I don't. I'm not one of those people that goes straight into multiplayer for anything. Is there? Does it have a robust multiplayer? I, I didn't even look. Like I care so. I, I only care about the story. Um, it's got like squad based multiplayer. It's like there's five people in each squad kind of thing. Uh, but I don't know that much about it yet. Still, just because I'm still playing the story. Mm. I eventually I'll get around to that. Okay. Uh, other than that, anything else? Nah, that's it. Okay, I didn't really watch. I mean, I watched the two Bond movies. Uh, I played Call of Duty Cold War. I actually downloaded yesterday. Uh, dude, fuck Activision, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There <it> goes. <laughs> dude, they literally, because I did the fucking, because dig- I have a digital PS5, and they have two parts of a campaign that are two separate files. There's a zombie separate file, and then there's a multiplayer se- a separate file. Oh, so that's just the Call of Duty PlayStation now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, at least 121 gigabytes I just downloaded. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And that's not the even fuck? counting Warzone. What and what all have you done? Have you done multiplayer, zombies, and story, or just a couple of the things? Campaign I'm saving for 
when I don't have work <laughs> because I feel like if I get um, if I get stuck in the story, I might be up all gotta, night. Gotta go see Uncanny Valley, Ron, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the hard drive on the PS5 is what eight hundred twenty-five gigs, right? Yeah, because usually when you you know install the settings and everything, and once you're formatted, your your terabyte turns into a, like eight hundred twenty-five gigabytes. Yes. God damn it. It already took over ten percent on one game. <laughs> Does everything load quickly? At least off that that solid state drive. Oh, both fucking Series X and PlayStation Five have the most quickest load times I ever had hmm. in my life. That's uh, very cool. That's 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 what's almost selling me on these things. Again, not this year, but you know that's cool. Well, you're not gonna get one anyway because fucking March is when uh, March or April they're talking about Series X. I uh, I forgot to tell you guys. I uh, when the when Walmart was doing Walmart was doing the Playstations in like waves, and I had one in the cart and was like gonna check out just like out of nowhere. And I was like, what am I doing? This is stupid. And like, <laughs> so I almost had one just like just out of the blue. But no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> I will just, say, like, I, I happened. I was like. I think I like just got out of the bathroom or something. I was screwing out of my phone and on Twitter. It was like, oh, wait, just went, li- went live. And like, I almost just happened into one. But I, no, 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 no. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> you almost got into the system. Um, I will say this. Hold off on it because there is uh, a lot of issues that are going on. Apparently, don't use rest mode in PlayStation 5 because it doesn't brick your console. Um, but it resets it back to factory, apparently. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and Series X, the only thing I ever heard is that it crashes when it plays Call of Duty. And I have Call it's of Duty. It's vapes, on. too. <laughs> it vapes. Uh, I can't believe somebody <laughs> bought that and did that shit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I played that. I'm trying to think of what did I fucking watch? I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos and how to grow YouTube channels. That's all I've been watching. Uh, yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing. So I guess I, th- I think we need to get into the James Bond movies for your eyes only. Um, I want to get this off my chest. So... All right, they the first thing you see in that fucking movie is him go to the fucking cemetery and see Teresa Bond, Tracy Bond, and you're like, all right, they're obviously saying that they're the same Bond because that's the same name, same lady who died. That and is then, what they are still alluding to at this point. Yeah, and shit happens. And then you see this villain with a fucking cat Blofeld, out of nowhere. Yeah, you see Blofeld. Yeah, a guy in a gray, a bald guy in a gray suit in a wheelchair, petting a cat by himself. By himself. By himself. Yeah. On the roof of an abandoned factory. A helicopter comes to pick him up because the dude at the the cemetery, the the minister or whatever, he's like, "Eh, "I just got a call. United Exports needs you to come in or Imports, whatever it is." He's like, "All right, Universal, yeah." He's like, okay, so he gets in the helicopter, like no questions asked. But the guy, the guy in the wheelchair, because they don't say who he is, he's not in the credits, he's not anywhere. 
is just controlling the helicopter after he tasers the dude piloting it through his so, headset. I, I want to bring this up. Like, let's play with the fact that him and Lazenby are the same people and <laughs> fucking Blofeld's, Blofeld's people kill his wife, right? Like, yeah. why is he such a throwaway villain that they put in the beginning of the movie to fucking kill him? Like, that's this is we're getting into it now. This is why I hate this era of James Bond. And it's not that the movies are necessarily bad. A lot of these movies are actually really good, really entertaining. But it's like the the clownishness, obviously. But then stuff like this, because you can tell that they added this in just to make people shut up. Because there was obviously still a lot of fans from when Sean Connery was Bond that were saying, what happened to Spectre? What happened to Blofeld? Like, he never got revenge on Blofeld. Blofeld killed Bond's wife on their wedding day. You, it seems like something Bond would, like, be passionate about doing something about, right? And then just, like, fucking six movies go by, and they don't even mention him. And everyone was like, this is ridiculous. I hate it. And so the movie studio and the writers, screenwriters, were like, fine, we'll get rid of Blofeld. And they wrote this, and I'm sure they all patted themselves on the back. We did it. We wrote, oh, Blofeld's dead. He dumped him into a smokestack. It is so unsatisfying. It's, like, the most face-slappingly insulting resolution to what is, like, a... A, a, a really impressive villain he's across several different movies and he like is the one person who's like really struck a blow to bond it, like a lasting blow obviously because bond is still he's still leaving flowers at her grave it's probably like the the anniversary of their marriage or something like that it and they're just like oh it's just a throwaway uh whatever he, he just dumps him in a Dumps him in a smokestack. It smiles a bit. Oh, this is hilarious. He pets yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, now we're going to get to the actual movie. Yeah, oh, like, I hate it. It's so stupid. Yeah, because I'm like, shouldn't he be angry? Like, shouldn't this is the... This, that's the only... The Lazen B movie was the part where you see emotions from James Bond. You're like, holy shit. You know, he cries at the end kind of a little bit. A little bit. You don't see the tears, but you can obviously he's, see he's hurt. And then they go to this fucking movie, and he's like, I don't know what dumb Roger Moore fucking dad joke he used while uh, Blofeld was on the fucking helicopter. He's like, let me go. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll let you go right here. And oh, he's like, put me down. He's like, oh, you want you want me to put you down? Okay, don't blow your head. Or don't don't blow your stack. I, I think yeah. that's what he says. Don't <laughs> blow your stack. Says. He dumps mm -hmm. him in a smokestack. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's just it's so stupid what they did. And like, if anything, like, if anything, I just want to finish this one point. Mm -hmm. They could he he could have been any of the villains in these movies as like a. A surprise kind of thing and, and that could have been the like holy shit it's blow that back yeah yeah and you know bond is pissed and he wants to fucking kill him he he steers off of the mission to go kill him because he killed his wife instead it's just like <laughs> yeah no okay i'm gonna just drop you into the smokestack fuck off and from this um, point from this point i hate roger moore fuck him that's a little harsh but uh <laughs> I mean, Roger uh, Moore didn't write the movie in his defense. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things here. One, uh, apparently I learned this whole scene was Albert Broccoli's idea. Mm -hmm, because he got, he got sick of people fucking complaining about the Spectre shit and Blofeld. Yep. Mm. He's like, well, this just, this is basically, this is him saying, I don't need this plot. 
here, shut up. And he, he basically dumps it into a smokestack. Yep. I, we're not, look, this is, this is it. We're not going to do this. Yep. Now I thought I had heard something like there was legal reasons why they couldn't do that anymore. Why they couldn't have Spectre and shit like that. I don't know for a fact, but that's a very good guess because it is around this time that they were losing the rights to um, the Thunderball story and a couple other things. And that's why Never Say Never got made. That's yeah, that's actually I was reading about that when I was reading about this movie because they don't call him Blofeld. He's not credited as Blofeld. Yeah. And I think that's all very much on 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 purpose. But I'm still, just, I'm just wondering through the rest of you know roger moore's tenure if that was a reason why they never touched it again though you know because i I don't know i need to research it i guess yeah no i there's it's it's a long rabbit hole like when you start because like the bond movies themselves are already pretty interesting and they have a lot of layers like oh what watch do you wear in this movie blah blah blah. but when you start learning about that stuff it's very interesting because there's so much to know and yet there's so much that is just unknown if that makes any sense yeah um, I guess for the record, yeah, I didn't really like it that much either. Um, it still did get a chuckle out of me, I guess, just because it's so fucking absurd. It's an, <laughs> it's a fun premise. And, like, it is kind of a fun stunt sequence. I like the helicopter flies into that factory. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know who what actual stuntman flew that helicopter, but, you know, good fucking job. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only... What a waste. I think the only thing that makes me angry in that scene is showing Tracy Bond. If they didn't show Tracy Bond and he just killed Blofeld and that's what the director was doing to be like, fuck you fans, I'm just going to get rid of him. Then I'd be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it might might not be as like anger inducing because that's mm -hmm. like a pretty heavy scene in these movies. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't. So let's just act like because this has nothing to do with the rest of the fucking movie anyway. Let's just take that part away now and look at the rest of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't. It literally has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, so Melina, uh, her family just got fucking off. <laughs> yeah, this Cuban guy drops her off to her family. They're like on a yacht or something out in the Mediterranean or whatever. And then he flies back around and then guns them down. He guns her parents down while she's on the boat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a complicated, like just put a bomb in her luggage or whatever. It's a James Bond movie. I it can't. wouldn't be as cool. I know. I know you're right. You're hundred percent right. <laughs> so she wants revenge. You can tell she has the anger, the revenge look. I really dig the, that backdrop to this movie though. Like the whole underwater thing. And they're like underwater archeologists. Cause that's like, I'm not doing it. Obviously I'm a failure, but that's what I wanted to go to school for. So yeah. I, this movie has always kind of like resonated with me a little bit because of that. Hey, did oh. when did the abyss come out? I forget. It's like 1990. I thought. No, I think it's an older movie than that. I oh, was wondering. If, yeah, I was wondering if they were kind of aping on abyss because you know Moonraker came out and then they, or not Moonraker. I mean Star Wars came Star out Wars. and then Moonraker. Yeah, and then the black exploitation shit in Live and Let Die. Um, abyss know. is 1989. Okay, okay, I was wrong. I was pretty close. Uh, maybe think of the abyss a lot, and I'm like, is it, are they doing a thing? I just couldn't remember when it came out. Yeah. I just, I just found out Julian Glover was in uh, Empire Strikes Back as General General Veers. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, holy shit! <laughs> the whole time oh, I was like, lo- I mean, that's he's uh, he's Donovan. That's that's what you know him from. Mm-hmm. The, from the whole yeah. 
oh my god you're right i was like what the that guy looks so familiar it's just he had a mustache and yeah, no, he's he's a bad guy in this. He's a bad guy in Indiana Jones. He's a bad guy in Star Wars. He's just a bad guy. And what's cool is in both Indiana Jones and this, he starts as a good guy, and that's like, oh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> I I want to say that uh, Christos is that his name? I think so. Let me, I, I got it pulled yeah. up here. Um, Christos, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I got I gotta say like he's up there with my Bond villains because I don't know he, he's. Again, I'll give Roger Moore's movies a little credit where it's a little more believable as a like a villain or some a bad guy in a way, uh, mm-hmm. because this this one I felt was more real than like any other uh, bad guy out there. Well, I like I, I I like I like the bad guy in this one as well. I'll leave Arist- it Aristotle Christos, I think, is his name, but. uh yeah, they they made this measured effort to try to pull things way back after Moonraker. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we need to try to go back, you know, to just you know spy shit, you know, intrigue. That's that's, <laughs> that's what's interesting about this one and the next movie. In fact, is they both have grounded premises. This one's yeah. about like Greek smugglers. The next one's about like um, uh, people stealing gems from the the Russian archives and selling them to finance their own private agendas and stuff like that they're they're both more grounded stories but they still have a bunch of like the doofy like in this movie is it it's this movie right in this movie he's attacked by hockey goons (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like what the fuck is going on and it comes right after that really great chase downhill on skis and the guys are on motorcycles and that chase is like so good and then in the next fucking scene he's attacked by three hockey hooligans we're gonna get him it's so stupid god damn it i i was waiting for like arnold schwarzenegger to come out and be like sub zero now plane zero from fucking running man um (laughs) it has that feel it's that stupid it's so do it's just i feel like this movie's got two directors speaking of which this director um he's gonna direct the he directed both of these and view to a kill i think think both the timothy dalton movies so we're gonna be sticking with this director for a while but he had worked on previous blonde movies including being i think the principal editor on on her majesty's secret service yeah he was he's been like a long time editor for, yes for a while. He, he was associated with the franchise for a while but only just now is he directing yeah i i i want to say the ski scene I, I i don't know if i was cutting you off zach were you about to say something about the hockey scene Oh, yeah, I was just going to say something like the thing that really makes it suck is just that it went totally slapstick. Yeah, because it could have been like, oh, just three guys look like they're going to play hockey. And all of a sudden they pull out fucking pistols and just try to kill them. And that would have been OK. Like they didn't even have knives. <laughs> just like and then, But at least they did do the goal thing where he kept throwing guys into the goal. It was like goal. And he just kept making the noise. I'm like, well, <laughs> at least they went all the way with the joke, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. I, I, I thought the ski scene was a little too long, um, but I, 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 I appreciated it. But at the same time, I was like, every time Roger Moore is in an action scene, it feels like forever. Well, and, that's that's the thing is if you can't learn, look, look, uh, uh, every James Bond movie is a meal, right? And I can't stomach these other parts. I'd better just eat these action scenes. Because otherwise, I'm going to I'm going to be famished. Like that's that's what you've got in a Roger Moore Bond movie. And that's the good stuff is 
they've got a bigger budget. They've got more advanced um, effects, more trained stuntmen. So that's that's their bread and butter now. Is that's why these scenes are so long. And I complained before about how long they are, and I'm right there with you. It's too long. They uh, rehash some of the stuff, but it's possible to get a laugh out of these scenes more appropriately than with it. Like I like um I like the guy uh, Bond goes over the barn and the guy on the motorcycle goes through it and crashes and then like takes his gun off. He's like, oh son of a bitch! It's like bent, so he throws it at him and he fucking throws his motorcycle at him. Of course, it doesn't. It doesn't even get fucking close. But it's yeah. like, I guess what else are you gonna do? Like that gets a laugh out of me, and I feel like that's earned because it's it's the punctuation to this like really exciting chase scene. It's not it's not something stupid. I, I can't. I wish I could think of an example off the off the cuff. So does like every Bond movie, they have to have like this big, strong henchman guy. Like they always yeah. have to have. Yeah, that's part have... of the formula. Yeah, there's always a muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's the boss, the muscle, and then usually there's like a girl or something. Maybe sometimes fifty mm-hmm. percent of the time. And a shark and an alligator. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's uh, an animal. Maybe there's a tiger. I don't know. A shark. <laughs> what did you guys think of the car chase in the beginning? Like, it, like after he was. He was trying to find this this guy who stole a I forget the the principal part of the plot where he's trying to find that Danish dude or whatever with the weird glasses and they're in Spain and that's when um oh what's her name the uh, let me let me get it Melina yeah that's when she kills like her first guy the, the dude that actually killed her parents <laughs> they're at the uh, like Bond got caught sneaking around or some shit. Then that dude brings him over here, the Cuban guy who like was flying the plane. Oh yeah, and they have to drive her shitty little car. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love that part because he's got that fucking sweet ass Lotus. I'm like, God damn, that car kicks ass. Yes. And then I still think Q was going way overboard with that anti theft measure. It just fucking explodes. Like it kind of electrocutes the guy or something. Come on. I love that dude was like, wham! He bashes the windshield and the car explodes. That dude goes flying. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, what if he was just, like, parked in the wrong part of town on a mission and, like, some thug's trying to break into the car and just fucking explodes and kills what, a bunch of What if a like, guy just bumped into the car? What if, like, somebody was, like, you know, being a shitty driver and they accidentally backed into it? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking dead. <laughs> but he's like, oh, we'll take your car, I guess. She has, like, a shitty little Citroen from, like, 1970. <laughs> they go Maybe. down a hill. That was pretty cool. I like, I like that scene. It's a pretty fun chase. Would you think I like uh, it's a shame they don't do anything with it, but I like the version of the Lotus he gets later, the red one, and then the red one he's on it. It just looks so slick. I like that car a lot. Oh, yeah, man. The Lotus is great. Um, I also like Melina kills people with a crossbow. I don't know why. Hmm. It's nice, it's a nice change of pace. What did you say, Dubs? Uh, what'd you guys think of BB, by the way? The uh, Um, the annoying, yeah, the figure skater girl or whatever. She's is she supposed to be underage? Is that the premise? Yeah, but she's not. <laughs> no, the actress isn't. But I, yeah. that was the first thing I was wondering about. I'm like, um, hang on. And then I was like, no, yeah, this chick was a real figure skater and everything. She did oh, win really? like medals and stuff. Yeah, it's just she transitioned into acting after that. Huh, I didn't know that. That's kind of interesting. But she was like, I guess she was supposed to be some comedic relief a little. And I guess it was kind of funny because she was really wanting Bond, like really wanting into his pants really bad. And he's like, um, maybe, um, go away. (laughs) He wasn't having it. I like after that scene, like, you know, because he has to like chaperone her around and show her like skiing and stuff. 
uh <laughs> she like moves on to that eric guy the guy who like shoots really well uh and you know bond chased at chased at or chases after but then the other guy chases bond with the the sniper rifle or the the uh bolt action uh i really like that scene by the way i like the bo- <laughs> where he's shooting bond through the woods and i kept on thinking about the end in fucking metal gear solid 3 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, that was cool. That's just that's that's like a whole that whole really long extended sequence with them in the mountains and the skis and everything. I also really like that part where he got cornered by all those guys, and he he was having to go up to like the ramp, you know, where they shoot off and they do the 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 thing where they go off the ramp and they do that weird posture thing so they can land. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that's called, going off the ski ramp. And he was like, "There's the dude with the rifle was out there. There's dudes that go down there at the bottom of the hill with a car, and he obviously knows that's them. The guy with the weird oct- octagonal sunglasses or glasses is like behind him directly, pointing the gun at him through his jacket. He's like, "Fuck, <laughs> I, to go, I guess I have to go down this slope." What? <laughs> uh, what tension? The um... uh, weird, weird side thing. I like the music in that scene for some reason. Yeah, it's, I thought this movie had pretty good soundtrack, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, apropos of nothing, I just wanted to show off. I have the soundtrack to this on vinyl. I got it at a flea market for a dollar. Oh yeah. <laughs> I nice. love the I love the poster and cover for this. This. I think I remember movie. that. I think I was there for that one. Yeah, you were there. Hey, hey, that the thing the thing the dude was doing where he was skiing and then he shoots a rifle at targets and shit. That that's actually a. Yeah, that's Something. an actual Olympic sport. Yeah. What's that called? I forgot. Uh, oh, I. Uh, it's I one of those said, things. I know. I know the answer, but you asked too quick. Uh, I almost said um, ski. Sh- I almost said cross, ski shooting. Cross, cross country. <laughs> so I don't know. Damn it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. This movie turns. Oh, it's just biathlon. Okay. Uh, there it, is. it combines cross country skiing and shooting. That's, That's pretty rad. When that one blonde chick that uh, James Bond sleeps with and then goes to the beach and then, <laughs> like, at a, a, the bad guys show up and kill her or, like, run her over. Buggy. Yeah. They all had a long way to die. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Bond sees the Greeks come out of the water, right? And he, like, goes up to her ignoring those guys and then he gets like knocked out but obviously they're well, good he, guys they just saved him so he assumes all oh, these guys are on my side and then he looks up and he sees the dove and it's like ah shit and then they, they get it mm-hmm. I think this is where it kind of slows down for me a little bit when he, they meet the, the Greeks and then they start to uh, infiltrate like because he's like well, we're going to be good friends and he's like let's have a drink and then he like gives him the piss. I don't know. I think it speeds back up for me. One thing this movie has got that the the ones previously have lacked is a little bit more tension when he's with someone. Like they had it a little bit in Man with the Golden Gun when he's on Scaramanga's uh, compound, but in this one, it's like he's captured, and the guy's like, "We're gonna be good friends," and tries to give him a drink, and Bond's like, "Hey, fuck you, man," and then he gives him his gun back, and they're still talking. I I, I like that scene. I, I like that lead up, and plus. It leads up to uh, one of my favorite, um, uh, what's the word? climaxes in a Roger Moore movie is the the fortress on top of that big cliff face. I, I love yeah. that part. Like yeah, he's climbing like a, it, and it's like really tense. Oh yeah, that part's awesome. But like, yeah, they he goes to like this uh, 
resort casino or something and the the guy who is played by where is he julian glover chris christados there it is i finally said his name right he's getting information from him about all this stuff originally he's looking for like some kind of computer out of like a british sub i guess it controls the fleet yeah, it control it sends um, messages to their their nuclear arsenal and their submarines. Yeah, and the, the Russians want it. Of so the, the Russians are getting involved in shit again. I'm glad that in both these movies the Russians are back as bad guys, though. Yeah, I mean Spectre's great, but the Russians are classic. Yeah, but you can't go wrong there. That, thank thank you for bringing it up. Are they really bad guys? I mean, we know they're in the Cold War. That you know they're not. Uh, you know friendly but they kind of work together i mean from russia with they love. have worked together several i i really wish that when uh the head of the kgb turned up i can't remember the the guy's name but he's played by walter gotel or whatever he's he's in all the other movies uh he when he turns up he should recognize bond because he met him when they paired bond with agent triple x in, mm-hmm. in in the other one like, there should be a moment where he's like, what are you doing here? And then he throws it off the cliff. And then he should be like, mm, crafty devil, I guess I'm leaving. General Gogol. That's it. I thought that's what he did anyway, though. Like, he, he, I thought that's what happened. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like he realizes what's going on until after Bond throws it. But I do really like his reaction. He's yeah. just like, mm, okay, I guess got I'll me, see you later. Got me this time. Yeah. But, uh. He's been getting information from uh, Glover's character this whole time about trying to find out where this thing is. And he's like, oh, this this uh, this Greek smuggler dude has it. We're at his place now. You see him over there at the table? Mm-hmm. And that's when you see the other guy. And then he gets captured by his forces. And then he tells him, no, that guy is really the secret asshole. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's been lying to you. He's trying to get you to take me out because I'm his competition. I don't, I don't push drugs like him, and I'll prove it. And then they go to that warehouse in Albania, and it's like full heroin. That's mm. Los Colombo. I like that guy, by the way. He he kind of reminds me of um, the dude from from Russia with Love a little bit, the, the Turkish guy. I can't remember. Yeah, his name yeah, for anymore. sure. Yeah, the guy who's the head of Section T or whatever. Mm-hmm. He go, he goes he helps Bond in this shootout, and then he helps him later when they go up to the monastery to have the the final battle thing. Mm-hmm. I do like when he destroys the fucking machine by the way because like you have that dramatic moment of it like because i thought when it was flying off the cliff like i don't know a henchman was it gonna be there to like catch it and then you're like ha, 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 or something like that but it, it just broke and it had that slow motion to it what do you, you think th- of the submarine part it was, it was new <laughs> <laughs> it was something i guess it's it's just you know I was complaining about this before. They're they're running out of stuff to do. Underwater fight, ski fight, car fu- car chase, fist fight, gunfight. You can only do like so many variations of those. So at least this time there's like the guy in like the big fuck off super underwater suit. That part's kind of neat. And then there's the sub fight, which is like kind of too slow for its own good. I hate to say it, but man, I, it's boring. <laughs> it was a little boring. Dude, plus how easily he beat him. Like I was just like Oh, so at first it was like, oh no, and then he just overpowers him and gets away, and that guy's yeah, fucking he, like he's just in a sub that's like three times as big, and he just like powers away from it. But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it that scene, like <laughs> when the guy popped out of nowhere looking like a big daddy from Bioshock, 
I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what's happening here? And then like, it makes a crazy noise too to give you a jump scare. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit. <laughs> it bottom like gets knocked down and everything, and Melina's like, by the way, did Melina look like Liv Tyler? By the way, she looked like a Liv Tyler. I mean, yeah, they have kind of a similar look, uh, but they're not no relation. No, I know, <laughs> I, I know. But every time I saw her face, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> I kept on thinking like, I don't know, Lord of Rings and shit, and like uh, Armageddon. But I, I digress on that. Uh, I don't think <laughs> her acting was that good, though. Nah, Melina was really, really boring. Uh, the she only was kind thing- of flat, and she didn't have. She wasn't very expressive, in my opinion. I think she was trying. We've been, to be- we've been we've been getting that lately with a couple of the girls. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I uh, I guess they were trying to go for that. Uh, I'm angry and I want to kill this guy. Like they were trying to go off of that, but like even that, she wasn't playing it really well. The smolder. She did. She did the smolder look pretty well. That's about it. Hmm. <laughs> I do want to touch on Q a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I love the, when they were trying to like do the face drawing computer thing, I like what hair color and <laughs> you could clearly tell it's like real hair that they put behind it just so that, you know, it doesn't look too weird and shit. And when they d- it's do the, the face, it's the kind of thing that like now when we look at it, it's hokey and we understand it, but. I guess in 1981, if you were seeing that, you'd be like, oh, man, look at those computers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Computers I are guess. cool. Yeah, I mean, they could go to Radio Shack and pick up a Tandy at the time. But other than that, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of home computer use unless you were like an Uber nerd. That's and- that's when computers were starting to really kind of get some notoriety a little bit. And it was thanks to this movie. Everyone was like, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to make a facial recognition program where I could find anybody I want. For sure. <laughs> so I also want to bring up the fact where, you know, Bond goes into Q's little room where he's doing all his little gadgets and stuff. And like one of the workers there is in a cast and he's like, sorry about your arm. I hope you feel better. He's like, thank you, Mr. Bond. And you see like the cast just like fucking take, off, yeah, take, take the guy's head off. <laughs> I, I love that part. So Besides the beginning frustrating part, I will say it was a movie. Um, it had it was a movie. movie. Uh, There's there's definitely a lot of scenes where I go, hmm, this is pretty cool, like very actiony, and then the other parts I'm just like, it's your typical Bond film. Now, if you're into that stuff, I I mean, I think it would be great, but now it's starting to get old for me a little bit. And I'm hoping when we change Bonds, uh, not Dalton, but maybe like Bronson. Uh, Brosnan. Brosnan. I, I'm thinking of uh, the movie Bronson. Everybody says that. They say Pierce Bro- Bronson. And I'm like, you mean Brosnan? <laughs> once, we get, once we get to him, I, I think it's going to get better because he's one of my favorite Bonds. In my opinion. I mean, from what I heard, the Dalton movies kind of go off the path a little bit. And it's some different territory. They, yes. 
<laughs> so I'll just say yes for now. But they uh, Bond gets angry in those movies. Like he spends the the Roger Moore years being like whimsical and a clown, and then they're like, "That's nah, enough." And then Timothy Dalton comes in and like fucking lays into women and like shoots a bunch of guys. <laughs> like they finally get back to that. Like I when we when we've been watching these movies this time, I've been keeping track. Like when does Bond take a gun and shoot a guy? I don't mean like like run him off a cliff on a motorcycle or drown a guy or like put a ski pole through his chest. I mean, when does he use a firearm to murder a man? And hey. I think in for your eyes only, he almost never does. And then uh, it, in Octopussy at the end, he shoots some Soviet soldiers. Thank God. With an AK. Thank <laughs> God. Cause there's several times where he's just like, all these guys have rifles and he's like shooting them with his PPK. I'm like, dude, pick that fucking rifle up and shoot them. <laughs> I mean, in his defense, at the end of Octopussy, he's like sniping him with a he's pistol sniping him. He's just getting him like right in the head, like bam, and they've got like AKs and they're just going oh, dead. I was like, Man, limited, this guy can shoot. Why, why don't you do this all the time? Because it's more fun. It's more of a challenge to kill him in ridiculous ways. I know, but uh, <laughs> the fans like me will have their day. We just got to get to Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Did, Dubs, did you like the, the the deal where they were climbing the mountain to get up to the monastery? Did you like that? I liked it, and then when they got into the place, it slowed down for me. I I, oh. I, I like did. it. It's tense. It's like you got yeah. your action and you got your tension. I, that's what I want from a Bond movie. I want them both. I like action's great, but it, you gotta you gotta mix it up a little bit. You gotta you gotta make me care about the characters. There's gotta be stakes. There's gotta be a ticking clock. There's gotta be something. Someone's yeah. life has got to be on the line besides, you know, the, the peons that Bond's killing anyway. I, felt, I love the end of this movie. Yeah, it felt cool. It felt like kind of a throwback a bit to the Connery stuff. There's a reason for that. The yep. climax to this movie, when they're assaulting the, the the fortress at the top of this cliff, that's a throwback to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. The yeah. book ends that way, <laughs> but also the movie ends that way. Like, they're both the same. Like, in the movie, it's a, 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 a helicopter assault, obviously. But in, in, in this, they're they're just climbing. It's the same thing, though. Bond has, like, befriended this criminal guy, and he and the criminal guy and the criminal guy's goons are attacking the bad goons. It, it's the same premise. They just lifted it right out of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And that's part of what I like so much about it, just because I, I have a soft spot for On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the book, as well. But it's just, like I said, it's the tension and the action. That's what I want. I like him. I, I love the stuff where, like, the guy's like, oh, why is the elevator going? And he's, like, looking through the window, and Bond's hiding. And then he, like, signals to him, some asshole's about to look at you. And then she puts a crossbow bolt in his chest. I love it. <laughs> Great. I, I, I give it a low recommendation for your eyes only. Um, what do you think about the ending with the parrot? <laughs> that was give so scary. That was so stupid. It just made me laugh. Like, who yeah. who is that? The prime minister is a bullshit. <laughs> all all the endings are stupid now. It's just like, oh, congratulations, 007. Like, give us a cash. Give us a cash. I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's that's super weird. It's a. Uh, I, I don't know much about. Is it Margaret Thatcher? Was that? The I think prime it's minister? supposed. I think it. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be her. I don't even know if the name I just said was a British prime minister. I might. Yeah, no, she was. Like, she okay, was. good because I guess that's what it's supposed to be. They got some actress who's like her, and I guess she had a doofy husband. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not British. <laughs> the only the only thing I like forgave that scene. I was like, this is all new technology. They kind of really can't tell probably with the voice, and it's all muffled or something. 
but it's like a parrot. She doesn't know I... what James Bond sounds like. Maybe he does sound that like that. Maybe he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh well. Uh... <laughs> she's kind of taken by that. Mm. And th- they all end with sex scenes with Roger Moore and, and a girl. But this is, I think, the yeah. the only this is the only one like they didn't see see they just hear the parrot. So I guess that's kind of different a little bit. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. Um, I do recommend this movie before you move on. Um, mm. it's it's got a bunch of stuff in it. I fucking can't stand but it's punctuated by like some of my favorite action sequences in the roger moore era i love the ski chase i love the the finale uh it, it, and I, I love some of the tension in this movie the assault in albania is pretty good too i don't i like this one it's cool what about you zach yeah i recommend it um i'll say again with uh like yeah aside from the opening scene and if you can look past like the hockey bit <laughs> yeah like i said there's a bunch of really stupid there, stuff in this movie this one plays it more straight than what you would think compared to like you know what you get told like oh roger moore's the clown some of his movies play it more straight than what you think what you I expect mean, i mean and then clown. then you get the next movie <laughs> i mean funny that you guys kept on saying clown because he's like literally a clown. And that's this. all I could think of when Andy kept saying Roger Moore's the clown, the clown. I literally see uh-huh. him as a fucking clown in this movie. Is that where you got that from? I I want to say yes, that I'm that clever, but I don't remember why I started calling him a clown. It <laughs> might have been because of this movie. Maybe I was just like, an idiot. There it is. He's literally a clown. And he's I, and literally I a clown now. Like that would be it. Like if, if like if like I ever had like a framed picture of each person who'd ever played James Bond, it would be that he'd be in the clown outfit, and the other guys would all be like serious and stuff. <laughs> this now we're getting into Octopussy. Um, yes. Dumbest name in the series. Yeah. yeah. Dumbest. <laughs> however, name is- however, it is taken from an Ian Fleming short story. Both of these movies, in fact, are not based fully on books. They're amalgams of a bunch of other ideas. However, the short story Octopussy is based on has nothing to do with the movie at all. <laughs> and by the way, the intro song of this movie doesn't have the name of the title in it because obviously I don't think they would allow Octopussy to be in like a song, I guess. Maybe. Well, yeah, they, could, they couldn't find anyone who would write a song called Octopussy. It sounds idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. A lot of the best Bond themes haven't been named after the... Uh, the name, the movie, you know my name by Chris Cornell. It's like one of the best Bond songs ever. It has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to say this director. Now, th- what came first? Did Indiana Jones come out first? Yeah, Raiders of Lost Ark came out in eighty one, and then Temple of Doom was eighty three, eighty four. Yes. Yeah, I want to say eighty three. I think. Yeah. Okay. So two of them had already come out at this point. So, you know, you have Moonraker, right? They're like, we need to get into this Star Wars thing. Now yeah. this now this movie is like, we need to be culture. Like, they, they go to India, right? We need to be racist to Indians. Yeah. That's <laughs> the hot thing now. <laughs> we need to send British people into India. <laughs> hey, they've been doing that for centuries. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I want to get this out of the way. That chase scene in India with the tennis rackets pissed me off. 
It's what awful. the fuck was this dude it's had a tennis racket? He's trying to hit the guy. There it's was so awful. much goofy shit in this movie for real. Yeah. They 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 said, okay, we gotta bring the goof back. A lot thing. of it. Mm. So like he uh, uh, so, like it even starts like he flies a plane out of a horse's ass, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I guess we're just gonna set the pace for the rest of the fucking movie, aren't we? Yeah, that jet was pretty sweet though. That little the jet, jet's sweet. Apparently, the jet, that's a cool uh, sequence. He flies the that- hangar. Those are real jets. They were anyway. Acrostar. I, I just think it was funny that he ran out of gas so fast. And then he just like yeah. pulls up to a fucking petrol station. He's like, fill her up, fill her up please. Fill her up. <laughs> and then it plays the, the thing. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know where to go with this fucking movie. Because, like, it's about this, like, egg jewel, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> the egg. So, this guy who's a clown in the circus... Is like running from a guy throwing knives at him. That's how this fucking movie starts. And he teleports, I mean, by the way. The no, guy. he did not teleport. That that the knife the thrower dude has a twin knife yeah. thrower brother. Oh. Did you not catch that? I did not catch that. Yeah, because there's two. Like there's two of them. He got like even later on, like when Bond's dressed as him, he comes up and he's like, "Hey, my brother!" And he turns around, and he's like, "You son of a bitch!" I don't know I, what accent he has. He, got, he zoned <laughs> out, brother. It's what dubs. He zones out when he zones out. He loses the plot a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, yeah this movie, I, I watch. I was like, "What the?" F-? I I learned. I literally turned on this movie right, and I'm like, "All right, cool. They're doing this action scene." And it's still fucking going. I'm like, who is this chick? Why is there a fucking octopus on the back of her fucking, uh, like, the tattoo on her back? And he's like, what is that? It's an octopussy. I'm like, what That's is my fuck? little octopussy. Yeah, and I'm uh-huh. like, what, what the fuck is going on? And then it's like, they watch the movie Aliens, and we have to get an octopus to be, like, a face grabber. And it just goes, like, on top of somebody's face. Cool way to kill a guy. It yeah, pretty cool, cool though. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid, but eh, I mean. <laughs> but can you guys agree to agree with me that it felt like they got some influence from Indiana Jones to put yeah, some I action that. scene? I think a little bit because there's this treasure intrigue. First, it's this egg. Then it's like a bunch of Russian jewels or some shit. Like they have like the star, egg, the the star of uh, the Romanovs or whatever that was been lost for Romanov star. Yeah, I I guess that's a real thing. I learned much after the the fact is. Well, I mean, not just is that piece of jewelry a real thing. Of course, the Faberge eggs are. They're like famous. Everyone knows what they are. But um, I guess during Soviet rule they just took a bunch of art and jewels and just like kind of just had them places they didn't have them on public display they didn't have museums or anything but they just they didn't do anything with them. they just had them they just had them in a vault like what they were showing there and that's why people were always like does the romanov star even still exist no one knows <laughs> yeah it, it's it's also weird because you know they destroyed a lot of stuff after they came in power yeah so but uh anyway <clears throat> Cloud's running from a dude throwing knives at him, and then he runs into his twin brother and tries to get away, and he still he gets him. Mm-hmm. And it, sh- it cuts later to like the British embassy. I guess they're in East Germany when when this movie really starts. Mm-hmm. And he, the clown comes out of the bushes and just falls through the fucking window where Margaret Margaret Thatcher fucking sees him because it's oh, the was same that who that's person. Supposed to be? Yeah, it was the same person. I'm pretty sure. I didn't catch and, that. I'm still. And the egg the egg falls out of his hand. And, and he's, he's like, double. And he's 009. Yep, it's revealed that right. was 009. He's, he's he, got, he got murked. Mm. <laughs> but 
you're not the only one that has, is complaining about the plot in this movie. I've read a couple of articles about this movie real quick at, before we got on. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck is the deal with the plot? This movie, this movie's ridiculous. It makes it's, no sense. And it's annoying because there's parts of an interesting plot in there. I like the big argument, uh, the, the big argument between all the Russians, because the guy's like, look, we could just steamroll NATO and just like take over a big part of Europe. And they're like, you're out of your mind. Get out of here. And they're talking about, um, I think they're talking about start one. You guys have beat Metal Gear Solid. So you know what the start accords are. And they're like disarming a bunch of uh, yeah. missiles and stuff. And he's like, no, we, we, it's it's time. We should take them. They're decadent Westerners. I'm sick of their shit. And like that paired with like the idea of like a circus smuggling in um, an atomic weapon. And there's, there's a bunch of elements here that add up to a really good James Bond movie. I'll tell you what doesn't add up to an interesting James Bond movie. This island in India where there's only women and they're all like jewel thieves, but also acrobats. And also assassins, I guess. And um, there's there's a palace, and they hunt tigers. I mean, that's a thing. I, they do that, but it's just like a, a tiger attacks James Bond. He's just like or whatever, and it like sits. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Fuck off! That's that's it. That's ridiculous. Uh, uh, I could. That, that chase, like it sucks because India is such an interesting location. I love the fact that, oh, finally a new location. At least we didn't go to the Caribbean for the 14th time. <laughs> but then everything that happens in India sucks. <laughs> it does. But the guy, um, the Indian guy, Vijay, I think his name is or whatever. Vijay. Yeah. Um, he's an actual tennis player, apparently. And that's why <laughs> they made... They made so much tennis jokes and like puns and shit, and then actually had tennis rackets in the fucking chase scene. Well, that didn't age well. Yep. <laughs> um, they had to show this, the stereotypes of like walking on fucking uh, covered uh, fire covered rocks, hot coals. Uh, yeah, hot coals. Laying on beds of spikes. <laughs> I do so, like when he stamp mared that dude onto the spikes, and the guy's like, "That's my bed." <laughs> that whole part's a little stupid, but it's fun. I that, okay, I'll give him that. Like, I like the I like he takes the sword out of the guy and like uses it, and that's like, you better put this back. No, that's kind of funny. I like that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Octopussy, the actual per person? Boring. Mm -hmm. She uh, she's a mixed bag because, like, on one hand. She's kind of interesting because she's a little older. That's unusual at this point. Um, and then, I don't know, she has a, apparently a personal connection to Bond. We haven't had that for a long time. Because yeah. she was talking about, like, oh, you were looking for my father and because he, what, he deserted or some shit or something like that. He, he stole some gold. And he's like, listen, you can come with me and go to trial or you can kill yourself. And he let him kill himself. The, like, thanks for that <laughs> i think one of my favorite parts in this movie is and i love every time when james bond like shows off the bad guy of like like uh either cheating against him and and what he's good at in like games or like a golf or uh, they were playing back in him right and this mm -hmm. and the, so <laughs> he has the trick dice and it's always rolling double sixes so it's funny that when james bond comes in and he's like Oh, you know, player's choice, and he takes you know his dice, and he's he's like not even looking at the dice, and he keeps on rolling like double sixes and shit, and then that's when the henchman like crushes the dice and everything. 
Um, yeah. I I really like that part, and I you know like I said, I like the part where Sean Connery and uh, Goldfinger are playing golf, and he kind of cheats to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I like those friendly things that happen in in the movie. I did yeah. like that part as well. I I always like the scenes where Bond's gambling or whatever. He makes he makes the bad guy look foolish, except for that time they played a video game. But otherwise, it's always. <laughs> They played a video game and they were sweating and, and being in pain and shit. Like, like, was, like, oh, fucking Atari's and tits. Holy shit. It was esports before esports was a thing. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's the whole thing with Octopussy is weird, though. It's like she has a cult of jewel thief gymnast fucking assassins on an island. And here's the other thing. I can't get over this. The actress who played her was in a Roger Moore Bond movie already. Mm-hmm. She was fucking... Um, or, oh, I had it pulled up, but I, I, I lost oh, Ma- it. But, Maude Adams? Yeah, Maude Adams yeah. was Scaramanga's mistress in oh, Man with the, the Gold Man- Gun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they were okay. kind of getting involved a little bit, and then she, she was dead when they were at the... Um, oh, what was that? Was it a bull? No, it wasn't a bullfight. It was something else. They were watching some sport, and then she was dead already. I think it was Muay Thai. Yeah, it was Muay Thai. That was it. They were yeah. And I was like, wait. like, oh, Granted, it is almost like 10 years after the fact now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, really? You think nobody would fucking remember her? Because I saw her <laughs> face, and I'm like, wait. Hang on a minute. I've seen her before. <laughs> yeah. Would you I think? Like cheap, that felt cheap to me. I don't know. <laughs> What do you think of the circus scene where Roger Moore is dressed up as a clown and like get, does the bomb scene? Uh, <laughs> I just like the part where they, like she shoots it open the the case. It's like whoa, yeah. it's a fucking bomb in there. What are you doing? But I got. I, I don't know, man. Well, that, that's all. Like, there's a train s- sequence where. There's there's a chase on a train. They're chasing each other on the train, and he's fighting with his henchman dude, the guy who crushes the dice. Um, it's kind of all over the place for a bit. He even dresses up. He, he goes through this really rapid fire series of of sequences where he gets into silly costumes, like all in the span of like twenty minutes or something. It's like first he's dressed up as the other knife thrower dude's brother. Yeah, and. Oh, he's don't forget he's in a gorilla outfit. He he he's yeah he uh hides in a gorilla outfit in front of them while they're talking about their bomb shit and everything, and it's silly as fuck. And then later on, yeah, when he he gets chased all the way to the circus by the police, uh, he dresses up as a fucking clown, and I was just like, I I just felt bad. I'm just like, why are they doing this to him? <laughs> I felt bad for the character. I felt bad for Roger Moore. And then during the exciting finale, he turns up in a hot air balloon. I was like a British Union Jack. That's so stupid. Why would they do that? I hate it. Uh. Look, look, the parachute thing I can accept because it's quick. You know, it's like, ha ha, I got away. It's like a thing. But like him and fucking Q are fucking air balloon. It's got the Union Jack on it. They give Q a lot more to do in this movie. They do. He saves some girls. He yeah, ran into them with his hot air balloon. They were, they were all over him at that fact. He's like, oh, not right now. We're busy. Maybe later. <laughs> they have him like fishing and stuff. It's interesting. It's interesting they gave Q some busy work in this movie. I think they're what? trying to make up for the fact that Bernard, uh, whatever his name is, Lee is gone as M. 
Yeah, he died, I, I guess. Uh, yes, he died of cancer while they were shooting for your eyes only. Well, that's why I, I said, oh, he's on leave, right? Yeah, like he, there's no M in for your eyes only because he died while they were shooting it. But then when they were casting off to pussy, they're like, well, we got to replace him, I guess. So, again, James Vaughn logic. Same guy or different M? They don't say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say what I like about this movie is that finally Money Penny kind of ages now. She's kind of older. Yeah, they've acknowledged it. Yeah, and <laughs> the new assistant and stuff, and James Bond is hitting on her, and Money Penny's kind of a little jealous. I, I like that. I always like the Money Penny and James Bond scenes because yeah, I don't they're know, great. It's charming. She's just a, she's just a wonderful actress. Like she, mm-hmm. her stuff's always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question to you, Andy, is. Q, the actor who plays Q right now. How Desmond Lewin, I think his name is. It's like Lewin or Lulin, yeah. Yeah, something like that. How long does he like what's his last bomb movie? Oh, it's uh it's it's one of the Pierce Brosnan movies. I think it's is it's it either Tomorrow Never Dies or Die Another Day. It's one oh. of those. Nice. I can remember he's got a he's got an extremely famous final scene, and they handle it mm, so well. It's like the, one of the best parts of that movie. Cool, I can't wait to see that. Because I think Q is one of my favorite characters because I like how he's like serious and then he's uh, especially when he nerded out with that other scientist in that other movie. Uh, I forgot the name of it about the copper. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what they need. They need a character like him for the humor. He's like the the foil, I think, to James Bond being a a, a dip all the time. He's yeah. he's always like, oh, I'm going to destroy this stuff. It's hilarious, haha. And he's like. Oh, I hate you, but I he's, he's you're an hilarious. eccentric scientist inventor man. Yeah. So I, I want to give you guys this question because I already know my answer on this. Uh, because right now, uh, Octopussy is my least favorite Bond movie. Right now, it's sitting at the number seven spot <laughs> until we see the next movie. Uh, a view, was it a view to kills next? I think that's right. View to a kill. Christopher yeah. Walken is the bad guy. Wow. Um, is this better than Moonraker? Yeah, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Is Moon? I should have said it the other way around. Is Moonraker better than Octopussy? Yes, I'll give it to Moonraker. I'll give it to Moonraker. Like Moonraker is overall stupider. But it's coherent. Like I understand the plot of Moonraker pretty easily, and I'm not saying Octopussy like goes over my head or anything. It's just it's so disjointed, and it's like this interesting story about a Russian general stealing gems from the Soviet Union so that he can finance his private endeavor to begin to to take over big parts of Europe in a military coup or whatever. But then it it muddies it up with the stupid. The why does he need? these other p- people to do it everything in india seems dumb and i hate the fact that like okay the movie starts in in i guess a, a latin american country some loser country who cares <laughs> and you know it, there's it's in britain a little bit as it goes here and there it's in india and then they're in east germany and then west germany then they go back to india mm, i don't like that i don't like that at all i know it's not the only bond movie to do that but it's just, it feels, it throws off the pacing so much because it feels like, mm, we got him. And then it's like, oh, no, we got to go kill this guy. Plus, what's Kamal Khan get out of all this? Out of being this weird middleman for like the Russian general guy to do all this? 
I think he gets paid a lot, as far as I know. I, I don't know. I guess. Like he's already rich. I, uh, he he's a he's an exiled Afghan prince, right? That's what they say. That's right. And he's got this fortress, um, monsoon palace, and he's yeah. What is he getting out of this? He's just a dick, I guess. <laughs> the bad guys in this movie is very muddy and murky and incoherent. It's a little dull. It yeah. needed the Russian general in it way more. He's way better. Mm. Yeah, I love I think, the yeah. I love the part where he runs toward the train and they shoot him in the back. It's it's so cool. It's it's exciting and it's interesting. And the guy comes up and he's or, um I, I just you just said his name to me and Gogol. I already forgot Gogol. And he's like common common thief. And he's like, I'll be a hero of the Soviet Union. Bleh. I like that <laughs> part. We we needed more of that guy. Yeah, we did. That. And then at the end of this movie, finally, when Bond gets out of the train, he just like shoots a couple Russian soldiers in the head. I'm like, yeah, it's back. It's a Bond movie now. <laughs> we need murder. more. We need more murder Bond. Uh, I, I'm not recommending this movie at all. I, I did not like it. I, it, it turned me off so quickly, to the point of me just staring at the screen, going, "Is it over yet? Is it over yet?" No, still going. Okay, and then it ended. There's a bit of a conundrum here because um, this movie is very close to not getting a recommendation from me, and there's one other, and I won't spoil what it is. I think Zach probably already knows what it is, but there's another one that's coming down the road that I don't recommend. <laughs> but if I recommend every other Bond movie, it's kind of like, yeah, just just watch, just watch them all. Like, don't watch Octopussy last. You'll be like, I've seen the rest. I might as well watch it. And there's some fun parts in it. I like the gambling parts. And almost everything that happens in Germany is interesting. I do like the mystery of, like, why is this clown getting chased by knife throwers? Why does he have a Fabergé egg? This doesn't make any sense. It's, 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 an, it's a cool mystery. So uh, this, this movie isn't irredeemable. Just it's obviously far from the best. Zach, what about you? Um, I'm gonna give it a uh, this is tough. I guess it's just like if you're really into Bond movies, go ahead and watch it. Pretty much like what Andy was saying. But if it's like, oh, tell me what Bond movie to watch? No, not this one. <laughs> this is definitely not gonna be one of the ones that comes up because so far it's my least favorite as well. It's like he was just saying. There's parts of a good plot in there, but they're all. It's like weird. It's like just different parts of scripts got thrown in to make one. It's like when they were. Like. It's like when they're having the battle of the bonds because of that. Was that never say? What was that one? Never say never again. Yeah, like. I like having... never say never again more than this movie, like by quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, but like the Battle of the Bonds, like they just like, I think they over budgeted this movie. Like they they put so much shit in this movie to be like, we need to be better. We need to be actiony, and I think that kind of hurt them a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, they um, did because they just about approached the budget for Moonraker. They're just off by a couple million dollars, and they're it's losing money. Like it, this movie didn't lose money, but it's the gross is dropping compared to like the last two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, well, I was gonna say. Bond movies are going to be interesting 
from here on out for a lot of reasons. And they're going to they're gonna be chasing trends. Moonraker is the beginning of it, but it's more so now. And there's, there's multiple reasons for that. But chief among them is they are running out of source material. At this point, they've done virtually all the books that Ian Fleming wrote. That's why they're doing the short stories now. Um, Octopus uh, is talking about, oh, you found my father and and he you you were going to haul him in and you gave him a choice. Go in for court martial or kill yourself. That's the short story this movie is based on. That is a pretty cool little like wink to people who've actually read the source material. Octopus is about this guy who was like a really good agent during the second world war i think and he like stole nazi gold and bond finds him and is like we know what you did you're gonna have to decide what you're gonna do and and like part of his ill-gotten gains is he has bought an estate in jamaica with the 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 money and he goes and feeds this octopus all the time and like he's contemplating what bond told him and the octopus like stings him and then like drags him under and that's the end of it is he's like killed by it Hmm. Sounds be- that so, sounds better than the movie we watched. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another another thing this movie took from there's another short story, Property of a Lady, which they they reference by name in this movie because that's the name of the, the Faberge egg in the uh, the the auction or whatever. But it's I haven't read it, but from what I understand, it's about um, a Russian agent steals a Faberge egg, and I think it's I think it's a woman. And something happens. I don't I haven't read that one. All right. So the next movie, the final movie of the Roger Moore series. A View um, to Kill. A View to Kill. Uh, yeah. Next week is Thanksgiving. So we won't be recording next week. Um, so the following week. So pretty much December 1st is uh, when we're going to be doing uh, a view to kill and our ranking of James Bond movies before we get into whatever we're doing in December, which we will announce pretty much on December 1st. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So remember to watch that movie and then come back in here. We'll talk about it. Uh, I kind of want to read <laughs> this little uh, section here because I went on IMDb. It says the recovery of a microchip off the body of a fellow agent leads James Bond to a mad industrialist who plans to create worldwide microchip monopoly by destroying California's Silicon Valley. God damn it, James Bond. Why did you stop this? Could have destroyed all the social media and technology and shit. Fuck off. But uh, what, and, and, and robbed and robbed the United States of most of its GDP for like a decade. I'd rather have that than what we have now. So, uh, anyway, let's get into some news that matter to, I guess, me. Unless you guys have any news to talk about. Nope. Nope. So I unboxed the PS5. <laughs> to kind of compare against the Xbox Series X, it was a little difficult. I had to take a box out of a box because Sony likes to have like the outer layer to be like uh like a sleeve i remember that they did it with the ps4 as well didn't they yeah yeah and then they have the stand right because you have to if you do it ver- uh vertical you have to like screw the stand in um but if you have it horizontal you still have to put the stand on the bottom um so <laughs> i didn't know where to put the stand in because it's wobbly 
you don't have to screw it in because there's no screw at the bottom horizontal of the system and it, there's nothing in the back of it so there's like a, only a clip on so points off for P ps5 unboxing a little bit difficult i had to, i had to read the instructions on how to put on a stand uh but i will say i'm really liking the dual sense controller uh when you're playing shooters the heptic triggers or whatever they call it they're heavy i don't and I'm, I'm and i'm shooting really well if that makes any sense but uh they they kind of have with the joy cons like the 3d vibrating thing mm -hmm. um they have it in this uh controller now uh i what i what i will say is i like the triggers on this controller uh and i still like the triggers on the xbox series x uh but i like the total feel of it because i, I like the matte fish uh the matte uh feel to it and i don't know I, I I always like Xbox controllers and the Nintendo Switch uh, controller that uh, came out. Not the Joy-Con, the what, the what is it called? The Pro, whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. Still not enough games out yet. Um, Bug Snacks is for free, so I downloaded it. For... I heard it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna download it and play it and see what it's about. But I, like I said, I played Call of Duty before for a little bit, only the multiplayer. It's your typical Call. It's your typical Call of Duty multiplayer. <laughs> I don't know what you, you. There's nothing really new about it, uh, besides like the frame rate. It's 60 frames per second. It feels smoother. The load times are quicker. Um, but like I said in the beginning of the episode, I would wait on these consoles because these are all covid systems and that means they rushed to try to get these sold and that means there's probably a ton of problems so wait until maybe the second or third wave maybe the third wave <laughs> but uh i don't know what else to say oh twitch two things happen on twitch so twitch is having a thing where uh record labels are finally doing the dmca or dcma however you put it, I think it's DMCA, uh, where you can't play copyrighted stuff on your live streams uh, or have it in your VODs. Because like how YouTube is, they mute it and they demonetize you. They're starting to do that on Twitch. Uh, and how Twitch handled it was pretty much, hey, just mute your game audio if there's copyrighted music in it. <laughs> hey, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> and... Now, uh, I guess because of the outrage, they got Monster Cat, who's like a, a DJ, a producer of music. Uh, he has his own website. You could buy his license to play uh, his music on your YouTube or your Twitch. Uh, and they struck a deal with Twitch. But here's the catch. If you have a Monster Cat Gold account and you are on Twitch you could pretty much get affiliate status. Now, affiliate status is you can get subs uh, on your on your Twitch channel, but you had to grind for it first before the Monster Cat thing. So you could, like, you know, you had to get views, you had to get a certain amount of uh, view time. So it's, it's not only about having viewers, it's about people staying and watching your stream and then getting the follows up. Uh, and then when you finally ha got that, you put in for affiliate and then you get it. Now all you have to do is just buy Monster Cat Gold 
and be a member for 30 days and now you're affiliate status. So it's pay to win to become affiliate now on Twitch. Huh. That's, uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> it's really stupid. Uh, I think I, I, I truly think Twitch ignored the DMCA. Like, remember when YouTube was happening it, having it, and the people were like uh, escaping to Twitch, be like, "Oh, we're not going to get hit here." Now it's finally catching up, and now I think Twitch ignored it so much that they're probably bleeding money of lawsuits, and now they need to make money. And Amazon's like, "Yeah, we're just going to have mon we're going to start siphoning money somehow," and that's what they start with Monster Cat to shut up the people about DMCA. In my opinion. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any other news. The next game I want to get is Spider-Man Miles Morales, by the way. So I thought that was a launch title. It is. I just don't oh, have okay. money. You just didn't buy it. I got you. I got yeah. You. Uh, so that will be my next thing to talk about. And I, I think I'm going to save Assassin's Creed Valhalla for Christmas. I'll get that for Christmas money. I want to play that as well. All right. Do we want to end the episode here? You guys have anything that you want to plug or talk about? No. That's a, that's a no. All right. So we got to get some color Thursday. There. Yeah. We're gonna be doing some getting some color. When's the next time we uh, recording? Accelerated Gamer. By the way. I don't know. Sometime. Uh, sometime Seven. not now. Yeah, <laughs> probably We're December. Still, I'm still feeling out the increments for these because uh, I, I I mean, I, I hate to just lay it out all out there. But since we recorded, I like haven't played anything except Tetris 99. So if you guys need to catch me, now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my I need to get my points back after that. That's stranding. I mean, you've got, you got two new consoles and all those new games to play. Uh, well, I, I got Game Pass. I could dabble in there, I guess. Maybe do it. Um. Yeah, we got some getting some color. We were doing WCW Saturday night. I forgot one of the Februarys, and then Super Bowl three, which I'm really Super excited. Brawl. Sting I... Invader in the White Castle of Fear. <laughs> okay. Thing. What is what is sweat? No, oh, you guys well, are watching old stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. we're watching old stuff. In okay, protest. okay, okay. I, th I thought you were talking about something new. I was like, wait, what? Sting no, yeah, yeah. WCW came back. Sting Invader fighting. I wish. <laughs> a game, not a reality. Or how it's like a... The I like game a, is now reality. <laughs> I love how he says reality. Fucking love that. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye on it, because the fucking Super Bowl three card is ridiculous, and I'm it, excited. It's, it's pretty packed, man. I'm kind of excited to watch that. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. We'll be recording that on Thursday. Um... Again, December first is when we're gonna do some uh, a new Big Trouble and Wow, Big Trouble little podcast. I can't fucking speak today. I've been up since seven a.m. in the morning uh, talking talking to taxpayers. Uh, <laughs> if you want to catch more of our podcast, even the Nemesis Project, uh, which we did talk about the books uh, for Resident Evil, so go go download that. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah. If you type in Nerd Review Network on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Red Circle. You'll get all our podcasts, uh, and it's going to be a grand old time. You'll you'll have fun. You'll hear us scream about James Bond. 
talk talk about horror movies and who's who knows maybe we'll see what happens in December. I know I know in January we're doing Twilight Zone, um, so I can't wait for that. Always. All right. Until next time, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for listening. See ya. Mark. Reality.